Welcome to another episode of the Jay on Roll Podcast, episode 24. 24 like Jeff Gordon and a fast car, something like a NASCAR. Shout out to Chris, Chris, our old high school alumni. Those are his bars. <clears throat> 24 like Champ Bailey, Charles Woodson, Ken Griffey Jr., and of course, JR's favorite, Kobe Jelly Bean Bryant, number 24. And speaking of Kobe Bean Bryant, this is the post Super Bowl episode, and yes, his Eagles won the Super Bowl. Shout out to Chetos Adonis for that one. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the JR Road Podcast. Um, well, I see I'm, the look on your face that when I said the Kobe Bryant thing, what happened? So your I mean, hero let you I, down? I mean, I got happy when you said the Kobe Bryant thing, but um, it was just a constant reminder. Oh, yes, the double-edged know, sword. That my Patriots lost this Sunday, this past Sunday in the Super Bowl. And um, I text you earlier this week. Saying that I had a lot to get off my chest. Yeah, so before we jump into rants. anything, before we jump into, you know, the the highlights of the game and all that stuff, I would like to, you had your PSA w- with the Chargers. The flow is yours, my friend. Let me the have my PSA yours. with the with the Patriots real quick. <laughs> um, first and foremost, offense, y'all held it down. Tom Brady, you held it down. Um, Amendola, Gronk, like James White. Everyone on offense held it down. We put up 500-plus yards on offense. Tom Brady threw for 500-plus yards the first time ever in the Super Bowl. But Bill Belichick and that defense, like, that was the most embarrassing game I ever witnessed in my life when it came down to that defense. Literally, the Eagles punted one time that whole game. The One time. Mm -hmm. That was it. Bill Belichick had the nerve, the audacity to bench Malcolm Butler because he felt that it was a coach's decision that he wasn't playing good in practice. Then you had these other stories that are coming out about rumors that happened of um, him missing curfew, him missing the team flight. I don't give a damn about any of that nonsense. And usually we don't curse on this podcast. This is going to be the Not Safe for Work podcast this week because this week I don't give a flying fuck. I am pissed off. I'm pissed the fuck off. Bill Belichick, like, all right. We Everyone says this thing, oh, and Bill, we trust, and Bill, we trust. And, of course, I've been saying this for years, and Bill, we trust. After Sunday, I don't trust this guy. Ooh, really? I don't. No, 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 no. Like, if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm, I don't trust <laughs> Bill really? Belichick. No, nah, I really don't. Want to know why? Because when he does outlandish stuff, it gets overlooked because he wins. So, when you don't want to pay Ty Law, when you don't want to pay Willie McGinnis, when you don't want to pay Troy Brown, when you get rid of Richard Seymour and you and you ship him off to the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. when you don't want to pay Chandler Jones and you ship him off to Arizona, you, you send Jamie Collins to the Browns. It's always in Bill We Trust. Oh, he must be looking at the bigger picture because he never wants to pay superstars. He, he, he doesn't want to pay players that, you know, f- for their value. So let's underpay them or let's just ship them off to another team, which Belichick has been doing for years. But this right here, not playing our corner who literally won a, the, um, the Super Bowl against the Seahawks because... Um, I'm not going to sit here and play stupid. Marshawn Lynch, literally on that first down play, he brought it to the two-yard line. So what the hell do you think was going to happen next? Beast Mode was going to run up that middle and score, and the Patriots lose. 
But I'm pretty sure because of outside influence and the fact that he didn't want, um, I guess, I, I, this, is, this is my opinion. I think the masses didn't want Marshawn Lynch to be the Super Bowl MVP because if he if he crosses that goal line, he's, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. So I felt like they didn't want him, especially that was the year of, y- y'all know why I'm here. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yep. So he he was already not being friendly with the with the media. So I'm pretty sure the higher ups is like, no, we can't have this man be our Super Bowl hero. Russell, you need to throw that pass. So whoever you throw it to, you 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 win Super Bowl MVP that night. They threw it. Malcolm Butler intercepted it. The rest is history. Last year, did a great job. The whole season, the Super Bowl came. Julio had his catches. But Julio was contained in that second half. All right. Alshon Jeffrey. He was looking like the second coming of Jerry Rice on Sunday. He had a huge first half. So, of course, I already knew second half, Belichick is probably going to, you know, scheme and get him out of there. He did that. Do you know who raped the Patriots? Secondary, the whole second half? Aguilar. Who is guarding um, um, Aguilar? Eric Rowe. What our third, fourth string corner? I think he was safety, wasn't he? Play safety came down to play corner. Patrick Chung was playing safety. They brought Patrick Chung down to um to play corner. If you brought down McCourty, that would have made sense because McCourty was originally a corner, and it wasn't until a few years ago we we converted him to a safety. Cool. If McCourty's doing it, no problem. So you have Malcolm Butler on that sideline the whole game. You guys are getting torched by Alshon Jeffrey the first half. You make the adjustments, you put Stephon Gilmore on him. Stephon Gilmore been balling since Buffalo. Cool. Locked him down the whole second half. What happened? Aguilar is killing. The whole second half, Aguilar is killing. Who, 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 like, who's to say if, if Malcolm Butler was guarding him, he probably would have torched Malcolm Butler too? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I come from, I'd rather try and lose than not try at all. And Belichick, you know, playing, be, being the evil genius that he is, he probably thought that, that this was going to work out for him. How the hell do you bench Malcolm Butler and our defense give up 400? Like, this is the most yards given up by any defense in Super Bowl history. Embarrassing. One punt for the whole game? One punt for the whole game. Then on top of that, at one point, Nick Foles was 9 for 12 on third down. So third down, like... I'm not. I'm not comfortable on third down. We even stopped them on third down. They went for it on fourth down. That's how much they didn't respect our defense. Our front seven didn't do nothing. Linebackers did nothing. That whole defense was just straight up embarrassing. And I put the blame on Bill Belichick because you you set the tone from the beginning. Michael Butler crying during the national anthem because because he finds out game like literally before kickoff. During the coin toss, pretty much. During the coin toss, you telling him he's not playing? Eric Rowe, who's been playing third and fourth string all year, he finds out that he's the next man up? Nah, man, you cost us. I don't care, like, I don't care man. Bill Belichick cost us that Super Bowl. Like, the defense was piss poor the whole game. Third downs was a fluke. Third down was second down for the Eagles. You got LeGarrette Blunt rushing for over 70 yards. You got you got um Jay Ajayi rushing for over 70 yards. So combined, the two running backs had over 150 yards rushing. Then on top of that, yes, the refs had some questionable calls. The refs definitely had some questionable um questionable calls that ended up deciding the games. But I'm not putting it on the refs. 
Because at the end of the day, the defense still got to play. The defense still got to step up. And from Belichick, Matt Patricia, down to the players that were playing on the field, disappointment. Patricia, go to Detroit. Don't give two <laughs> flying fucks. Go, go to Detroit. Josh McDaniels, you probably saw the writing on the wall. It was like, hmm, it looks like Belichick is trying to exit in the next few years. Let me renege. Because he reneged on his Colts deal mm-hmm. and came back to the Patriots. Because now I saw the report um, um, earlier today that now Belichick is teaching him the inner workings of the franchise and how to do cap management. So it looks like you're probably going to be the GM after Belichick. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: um, you guys traded Jacoby Brissett and you tra- and you guys traded Jimmy G. So besides Tom Brady, who the hell? It's going to lead that team once Tom, um, Tom Brady leaves. Yes, Tom Brady threw for 500 yards. And yes, as the Patriots fans, we're spoiled to have him as, to have him as our quarterback. But let, let, not, let us not get it twisted. Um, the man is 40 years old. Favre, that year that Favre had with the Vikings, he had a historical year with the Vikings that year. That's cool. That's cool. But at the end of the day, the man is still 40-something years old. So there's going to be a drop-off in play. Um, Brandon Cooks, my hat tips, like I tip my hat off to him too. Um, you're a dumbass for trying to cut back from the direction you just came from as if you won't have two defenders waiting for you. So awareness wise, Brandon Cooks, you got to do a little bit better on that end. Because literally if you go down right there, Mm -hmm. Lord knows what happens for the rest of the game. Lord knows. Because you cutting back, trying to get some extra yards, trying to hurdle on third down, like, dude, like, that reminded me of the um Antonio Brown when he did the Spartan kick to the um to the um to the punter. Mm-hmm. Like literally, he dove in the air. Son caught him. Was like, no, you're not going anywhere. Sit your ass down. So Brandon Cooks, I understand this was your first Super Bowl, but like Loki, you were on ten. Tune it down a notch. And and what happened? You got hit. You got cleaned. You didn't get hit. You got cleaned, and ended up being out for the rest of the game, which subsequently. Added on to the deficit that we had to come back from. 41 points? When was the last time a Belichick team gave up 41 points? And in the Super Bowl at that. Like, like I'm like, I was honestly, like, honestly, I was not even like upset like that we lost. Because just the the way our defense was playing, in my head, I was like, we don't deserve the win. Like we don't deserve Tom Brady to carry the team on his back. Like nah, because every time every time we lose in the Super Bowl, our defense don't show up. They, they didn't show up when Richard Seymour had his arm around Eli Manning and was dragging him down, but couldn't complete the tackle. He throws it out the pocket and heaves it to David Tyree. The the second time, Deja Blue, Manningham, the, like literally tippy toe, perfect catch. Why? Defense didn't have no pressure. But of course, we have Chandler Jones. We have Rob Nikovich. What happened? We were tagging Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. The, the option was, he wasn't doing the read option against us. It wasn't. But what happened? You got rid of Chandler Jones. You got rid of, um, um, you, you got rid of Jamie Collins, who was by far one of our best linebackers in, 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 in recent history. Did he, did he convert? He played um, linebacker and something. He would do the uh, uh, and rush. Yo, he, he 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 would put his hand in the dirt and play the end for he, us. Basically, lost and, two positions. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And it's like 
you really think that the locker room is going to be okay with that? Like, do you really think you're going to sign big-name players to come to New England when shit like this is happening? And it's like, yo, I was like, we were able to overlook it, some of the fact that we were doing great. We were winning. Like, I don't care if we go 13-3 and three and, and we lose in the AFC Championship. Like, like that's, not, that's not our goal. Our goal is championships. And the fact that we could have won, but because of your, because in Bill we trust, we were like, all right, he's benching him for a reason, so Bill must be cooking up something. Nah, man, like, 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 you're not afforded that that benefit anymore, like, cause you choose, like, week seventeen, week sixteen, you make a move like that, cool. The Super Bowl, and and, and this man finds out before kickoff. Nah, we didn't deserve the win. Hell no, we didn't deserve the win. And 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 yes, Belichick has all the rings. He has the resume. That's cool. I have the utmost respect for Belichick, but he dropped the ball on Sunday. He straight up and down dropped the ball because offense came to play. We lost Julian Edelman before the season started. We lost Brandon Cooks during the game. We lost Brandon Cooks in the first half. D- Yo, defense didn't show up, but offense showed up. We had over 500 yards of offense. Tom Brady threw for 500, 500 plus yards. Never been done in the Super Bowl. Our running backs, James White was balling. Defense, de- defense gave up forty-one points, mm-hmm. and as, of course, we're still the favorites to win it next year. But unless we tune up that defense, you don't. Jacksonville was a few points away from beating us in the AFC Championships. You don't think the Steelers gonna come back strong? So it's like it's a joke. It's like it's a straight up joke for for, um, for Belichick to literally throw away throw away this um um the Super Bowl like because. Like, come on, man, come on, and it's like, it, like I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm like, 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 I'm tired of seeing us go out like this. Like, we lose to the Giants twice, and now we lose to the Eagles. Like, come on, man, we're supposed to have eight championships right now, eight. And for some people, five and three is cool. All right, like, like I literally yesterday, like not yesterday, but Sunday, I feel like I felt like I literally felt like a LeBron fan. Like, no, no, real talk. <laughs> I'm literally sitting there. I'm like, damn, we lost, but <laughs> we're gonna be back in this thing next year. And it's like, I was like, yo, damn, this what this might what like what LeBron fans feel because you know LeBron, the East is weak, so so he's able to get to the finals every year. So I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, hmm, Jacksonville stepped up a little bit. Pittsburgh is low key in turmoil because Le'Veon might be leaving them. Okay, all right, so we might be able to you know put up another twelve and five. I mean, I'm, I'm 12 and four, um, 13 and three season next year might be possible, but it's like if if our defense don't step it up, we don't deserve the win because they always say de- defense win championships, and you shouldn't have to rely on Tom Brady every single year that because Tom Brady bailed them out last year. Like I'm like, yo, literally back to back years, he has to play superhero for them to win. Man, I've been going on for 15 minutes now, man. Let me let me calm myself down, man. Ro, what you got in store for us, man? Because <clears throat> nah, just to like piggyback off what you said, like the Patriots defense, it was a question mark at the beginning of the year. Y'all was giving up some points, and y'all kind of tweaked it during like the middle middle towards the end. But you during the, in the playoffs again against Jacksonville, they they scored a lot of points, and then the, the um Pittsburgh game, of course, they scored. It was a back and forth later on in the game, and it's like. It basically came full circle, and it, it came back again on the Super Bowl. And y'all seeing like the same problems that we were having early in the year as came back and put the issue of um, Malcolm Butler not playing. 
Now, <clears throat> back when you said the uh, versus the Seahawks, he was the hero over there because he was like a no-name. He barely played during that regular season. So it made, like when when that happened, Bill Belichick looked like a genius. And like you said, the opposite side, when it doesn't work, it's like everybody is like, what are you doing? And with Bill Belichick, like, like you said, it works because he gets away with it certain, certain times. And you named all the people, Ty Law, Richard Seymour, Brewski, Yankovic, Chandler Jones. And there's been numerous times when those people like either went to a different team or they retired and in the offseason, they said, yo, we probably missed out on championships because Bill didn't want to play us. I mean, pay us. So it's always, that stigma has always been there around that organization. But y'all kind of get away with it because next year y'all find somebody or people step up and it's like, oh, well, y'all brush it under the rug. But you see like big times, it, it comes into play. Especially with you losing two quarterbacks that you would that's already like good with the system for me with everybody they pinpointed the organization and uh Brissett and Garoppolo you y'all got rid of both of them and it's like well Tom Brady is fixing to be 41 by the end if y'all in the same position next year so it's like what y'all gonna do after that he's not gonna be able to play as as much as he says he wants to play till he's like what 50 we all know that's basically Yo, Father high, Tom is undefeated high, man high and likely so it's like maybe next year it might be his last year. And, Anymore after that, you have to like either draft a quarterback or trying to look for a quarterback in the offseason free agency. <clears throat> now going to the um the game, it was a good game, but it wasn't just the Patriots defense that that was like lackadaisical. The Eagles, well actually the Eagles cornerbacks. I was texting a few people during the game. The Eagles cornerbacks were getting shredded. The D line was doing all right because Tom Brady, he was he he got the ball off. But the, the way he was getting the ball off, he was just kind of like just heaving it. He like barely got it off. And they weren't really like Tom Brady throws. It was like he's, he's like going back and just heaves it. And because of the cornerbacks, of course, he made some of those plays because the cornerbacks, I don't know if they were playing. But the D-line did a pretty good job. They hit him a few times when he sacked him once. And that was the end of the game. We'll talk about that later. But the defensive line was putting some pressure on him. He didn't have that much time. And then the pocket when he's standing, you know, behind the pocket, that's time he does. All his throws were basically... If you like a contested throw, if you understand like you like basketball term, like it was like a contested throw. So it wasn't like Tom Brady has throws, he comes in the pocket, finds somebody open and throws a dart. They were like high and high, being like, well, that might be incomplete. Because the Eagles cornerback were really playing that good defense that that um that day, it got to him. And both season defense fitted the little game torch. Um, it was a great game. I loved it. And I don't know if people want to be like, well, you want to be just saying it because it's like, no, because last year when they won against the Falcons, I wanted them to lose as well, but then they came back with a celebrating game. Me, Nick Foles had a great game. Andre had a great first half. Um, I, I speak of what you said about Brandon Cooks doing that, um, trying to make it extra yards. I seen that too when the Eagles end with Torrey Smith and Aguilar. They they all look like those type of players that like trying to do like this little scatter play and try to make break free and make somebody miss. Because you know that's the brand, but they make somebody miss, they don't want person to be. It's, it's really hard to catch them on them in the foot race. And those small receivers tend to do that a lot. People like um Alshon Jeffrey and other big body receivers, they don't really try to let that spin. I mean, you come back to it and go up, try to get three, like, no, just get the ball, turn it remember, this is what you taught, and practice, that's what you taught from whenever you started playing football. Don't try to do, don't try to dance too much. Now, of course, you get away. People like Deshaun Jackson and people like that get away with because, you know, they should be and they got the speed to get that away. Deshaun Jackson, Reggie Bush. Yeah, they should be. They, got, they, they can get away with stuff like that, but not everybody can do it. And in the Super Bowl, it was a, it was a big hit by Malcolm Jenkins to see, like, that's really why you don't do kind of do moves like that. It's not for everybody, even though most people try to do it. But um, 
also Chris Clemens had a big second half because a giant blunted day thing, and then Chris Clemens came came in and he was he had the what he had the um the one touchdown catch that that could that's questionable, and um he had that play where he when he broke it for like 40 yards and he got caught because he tried if he didn't try to stiff on me he tried to run run around his teammate he would have got the touchdown but he looked back and he put his arm out he got caught. But they, I think they believe they ended up either scoring like they scoring. Still, yeah, they scored on almost every drive, man. They put up forty-one points. So it's like it was it was a phenomenal game. And when even when it was like they had what before quarter they had like fifty seconds to, to score, I still was like, yo, it's not over because you got you got a quarterback like Tom I mean, Brady. Until the strip sack happened. Yeah, the strip sack happened in the in the fourth quarter, but it, it was it was a poorly played defensive end on on both or both teams both offenses showed up. Nick Foles, he deserved that MVP. The first four plays, you've seen it. They basically forced him to pass the ball. And it looked like they was prepared because, A, he came out and he took anything that they gave him those first four plays. They gave him a check down, he threw the check down. They stacked the box. Like, You're there not was going- no defense, bro. They stacked there the box. There was no defense that whole game. Like, the dude was comfortable going for it on fourth down on numerous occasions because he knew, like, okay, one, I'm not being pressured. Two... Alshon is out of the game because Stephon Gilmore is shadowing him all game. Everyone else is free game. No, nah, but it's not even that, though. It's like I, what, what they said after the post game is like when you're playing a Bill Belichick type team, you can't be scared to be aggressive. And those are one of those things. Like when you get too conservative, when it comes back to bite you in the ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he, I, he I gave it up to the coach. He took his chance. Like, yo, it's fourth and one or fourth and short. Yeah, there was no I'm going to go for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even, it's like. Even with the trick play, how, mm-hmm. how he was like, ha ha, you guys tried to do it with Brady. It didn't work. I'm gonna use that same play against y'all, yeah. and like it was, it was embarrassing, man. It was really embarrassing. Like I, I was really watching, watching the game. Like yo, like they're really like they're showing you, like nah, these dudes are human. Because before, remember, everyone used to be, you know, um, the, don't let the Patriot m- m- mystique get to your head because you know, um, and it, that's exactly it, what if you play fear, like you said, if you play fearful. The Patriots are gonna mm-hmm. eat you alive, yo. They wasn't scared of nothing, and that's what I felt like the past, like the few Super Bowls that they won against the Seahawks and the um, the Falcons. That's what it got to them. It was like we got a comfortable league, we got them in the bag, and they started playing conservative. Like yo, once you start thinking about like, the Patriots and start thinking like any other game, hey, that's when it comes back to bite you because like you gotta pay the Patriots like you pay any other team. Like, you can't be fearful. You you got you got the lead. Yo, be aggressive. Don't be like crazy aggressive, but be aggressive enough to it's like yo, you're gonna um. You're going to finish off the game. And the Eagles, hey, they was playing with house money. Everybody thought they was going to lose the whole, they had this whole underdog mentality the whole season, and they just came and they, they shot they shot, and it went I in. I respect it, man, because this this is the part of the NFL that I actually like. The randomness. Mm-hmm. It's the randomness. Will, will the Eagles be the number one seed next year? Probably not. But, like, I'm pretty sure Dallas is probably going to step up and win a division next year. Because, remember, the AFC East, the, the NFC East, never had a back-to-back champion well, in that, the past, like, 10-plus like, t- t- 10, t- 10 years. Every year has been someone different. Yeah. So And that division is, like, Dallas has to step up because, you know, I think it was two years ago, the Redskins won the division. Then, you know, the Giants won the Super, two Super Bowls. And then the, um, the Eagles just won. So, Dallas is looking like, like the Will Smith in the room. Like, damn, everybody else is doing pretty good. We got to step it up. So, it's like, maybe next year they're going to come out hungrier. But, you know, Dallas is always like an asterisk because it's like something happens that just... 
derails the whole situation. It was, it was the whole Zeke situation that this year, cause, yeah. Because if Zeke wasn't gone, Dallas is winning at least eleven to twelve games um this and year. And they would have built that momentum. And like yeah. I said earlier in the season, like Tampa Bay probably could have been different if they had built the momentum of not missing as many kisses as did the first throughout throughout the first two three weeks. And that's your new kicker. Yeah, don't don't remind kicker. me. Don't remind me. But um yeah man, tip my hat off to the Eagles, man. I know Meek Mill is 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 probably somewhere in jail, you know, you know, just you know, happy like a mug, even though you know he's going through his his situation. But I know he's happy for his city. Kevin Hart had me dying. Oh, when, when Kevin he, Hart when tried he to, tried get to on go stage. on the stage and the, and the security goes like, nah, bro. It's like nah, fam. <laughs> um, like it, like it's crazy, man. But the thing is, like, I guess because the like my hate for the Giants is greater because I respect the Eagles. Like, I had never had any issues. I was I was a Donovan McMahon, uh, Donovan McNabb fan. Like like I always had respect for the Eagles. So with me losing to them, eh, I'm I'm more pissed off at my team than actual Philly. It's mm-hmm. good for them. This is their first you know their first Super Bowl. They lost us the first time that um, they were in the, um um we went against them in the Super Bowl. So it's like I'm not mad at them. I'm I've, like I still got hate in my heart for the Giants. I still got hate <laughs> in my heart for Eli Manning because that 19 and 0 would have been like legendary then the whole deja blue thing like so giants fans like i will always have issues with giants fans because i had co-workers who purposely wore green on, on on monday and i'm like you're a giants fan why are you hyping up the eagles i just hate the patients i'm like all right but they respect tom brady i'm like all right cool you respect tom brady all right that's all that matters and that's what it is man you, know? you, you don't like, you like gonna, gonna, what you respect the people you, know, you gotta respect the people man but like mm-hmm. um let's shift gears let's let's jump the gun Who's in the Super Bowl next year? Ooh, I don't, sheesh, I don't know, cause it, as as you know, like nobody expected the Eagles to be in except for an Eagles fan probably, and even they were probably was like, oh, we just fans, so you going to, of course we going to our team, but that's a whole one to pick. That's a I know who I'm going with. Who you going with? I know this this might sound crazy because he probably don't have the pieces around him, but I feel like number twelve is gonna be mad. And I'm, not, and I'm not even talking about my number 12. I say the Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl next year. Because, yo, the NFC is, is for the taking. It's for the taking. And I feel like if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy, because, yo, Aaron Rodgers showed you with, with his Hail Mary plays and all that. Yo, the man is a is a one-man wrecking, wrecking ball. Give him a decent defense. I think the Packers can make it to the Super Bowl next year. AFC-wise... Of course, I want my Patriots to be there, and that that'll be the dream matchup: Rodgers versus Brady. But I would say NFC wise, you know, Packers. AFC wise, of course, I'm a root for my Patriots. I, w- I want them to make it so Patriots. But a, a team outside of the bias, yo, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Pittsburgh make a last run for um, um with um with um Ben Roethlisberger. This is last hurrah. Especially with Shazier, Lord knows, because um, Shazier finally got, uh, you know, um, feeling back in his legs. So they might wild out next year. Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they, they're an X factor, you know? So I would say, for, for like, in cement, I think the Packers could get there next year. Yeah. Especially the way the, the NFC is looking now. Like, the Packers can make a run. And AFC wise, I would say either the Steelers or the Patriots will make it to the okay. Super Bowl. Those, those make sense. Those make sense. I, I'm still. I still gotta. I, I can't make that pick yet. I, I, mean, I, I gotta see some off season stuff. Yeah, we still have three hundred and sixty three <laughs> days until until the Super Bowl next yeah, year. I, so I'll of make... course our picks, 
Aaron Rodgers could get injured again. Tom Brady right. could get injured because he's 40-something. Ben Roethlisberger could get injured because he's pushing 40-something. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, you know, these picks are not going to be solidified. Of course, we're going to have our our season preview next summer, you know. But, of course, th- this is just me still Super Bowl hangover. You're still, you're, I'm you're tight. Just, you still. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just going to keep – I'm, I'm going to just look forward to next year. Because, honestly, like, like well, I'm, I, I probably never told you this. Whenever my team loses in, in in any championship, I don't watch ESPN or sports shows. I don't watch that because <laughs> you know it's like, going to be about for like yeah, the week and a half. For the whole week and a half. Like, like honestly, I'm gonna watch like sports TV again All Star Weekend. All-Star Actually, no, weekend. this weekend because it's the trade deadline for the NBA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a nice little segue. Hmm, some business been going on since we've been gone, bro. Blake Griffin plays for the Detroit Pistons. So yes, he, so so Blake Griffin is chilling with Trick Trick and, and, and Shady down at Eight Mile, man. Uh, you know um what Dej Loaf is over there, Big Sean Yo, over there. Your homie, your homegirl Martin, Gina, Pam, rest in peace, Tommy, Cole's oh, dumbass. They all chilling in Detroit, man. Well, Uncle Otis. That was that was a big move. He came, his first game. He he had a highlight game, and you know they looking all right. They they got two. They got he's back with that big man combo like he had in um in L A with the Clippers. It's him and Andre Drummond now. I still don't know like who the point guard is playing, but I just know he had a good game when he first came. Um, that helped him out. I, Van Gunny's a good coach for him. He's probably going to toughen him up a bit because that's kind of. In the beginning of his career, that was kind of his issue. You know, KJ always came at him because he was, like, soft. I think Van Gunny's a good hard coach for him. That was good. And um, I think Lou Will, I, I got a report today that he re-upped and he's staying with – Oh, yeah, with the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, yeah, three years. It's so, a three-year deal. And then this all this talks about the Cavaliers, who was going on with them. And All right, before we jump into the Cavaliers, let's get back to the Clippers. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the Clippers, um, there's some scumbags. And this is the reason why L.A. will always be Lakers town. Because the Clippers, um, earth the Clippers. You weren't relevant before Lob City. Yes, those those people, like people like me and you who've been watching basketball for a long time, we know about the, you know, the, the Lamar Odom days, you know, the Contino Mobley days. Miles. The Corey Maggette days, you know, so... It's like, yes, the Clippers been around for years. The, you know, the Barry days, because I, I remember Barry won the um the the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. For, um, son didn't even take off his um his freaking his sweatsuit. Like he literally kept his warm ups on and, and and won the dunk contest. Like yeah. it's crazy, but like yeah. So the Clippers, you guys don't you don't have history. You don't like you you guys were never a primetime team. All right. So when you guys drafted Blake, that was the beginning of something. Then you got Chris Paul, you got DeAndre Jordan, and you guys formed Lob City. Had a good bench. Had a great bench. Never made it far in the playoffs, but you had a great bench. You guys took it to the Warriors during the Donald Sterling stuff before the Warriors were the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So and, and and I'm talking about the Mark Jackson Warriors who were literally like like the like the JV moving up the varsity the following year and they busting ass and for y'all to have Blake yeah you guys got rid of Chris Paul because you know you know it's business but for you to court him the whole off season bring out a choir 
fake retire his jersey and call him the greatest clipper of all time just to turn around season started what in October mm-hmm. November December January cuz I don't I don't count February so in 3 months time into the season he's on a new team he's on a new team and y'all trade him even though this this comparison I'm going to make is not the same caliber of player but Denver did this like about 10 years ago with Nene Mm-hmm. Nene spent majority of his career in Denver, and the guy who's the head of the Raptors now, he was he was the um the GM of of the Nuggets at the time. Nene, and mind you, this is the time where the NBA had their own hard knocks, but it, I think I think it was called the Association. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Denver season. So I remember watching it, and they're showing the whole off season. Oh, is Nene gonna come back? Oh, um, we need Nene. Yo, Nene's the heart and soul of the Denver Nuggets. Da, 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 da. He, was, he was good defensively for them. And they court him the whole offseason. Mind you, he had one foot out the door. You court him the whole season. You get him. You trade him. I think they traded him to the Wizards. That Like, literally, like, two, two three months into the season, you trade him to the Wizards. Yeah, it's, it's not the same thing as the Clippers trading Blake, but it's similar because it's the same scenario. Not the same caliber of player, but similar... Um, situation. Uh, similar situation. So, you tell Blake that you want to do all these things for him. You tell Blake that, oh, he's going to be a Clipper um, legend and he's going to be the greatest Clipper of all time. Then you turn around and you trade him. This is the reason why, like, and and even though, you know, I have my, my gripes about LeBron... He said something the other day that was 100% accurate. He's not waving his no-trade clause. And it's like, yo, you guys are the, are the first people to call players snakes and traitors. You burn jerseys when they leave and make a decision that's best for them. But the franchise turned around and trade Blake Griffin. No one is mad, no one is mad at the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You guys are still going to buy the tickets and go, and, and, and go see the Clippers. Granted, tickets are going to be cheaper now because, one, you guys are not going to win and you don't have a star. DeAndre Jordan is not a star. Sorry, Reality check, not he gonna happen. A, he needs a great point guard for him to be good. Exactly. For him to be good, not even great. He's he's gonna drift into obscurity unless they make a deal and send him to a contender. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no loyalty in sports. I mean, I already knew there was no loyalty in sports when, you know, the Colts got rid of Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was never supposed to wear another jersey besides that Colts jersey. See, this is the reason why the players nowadays, they are the way they are, where they, they keep everything in their own hands. Because it's not even the fact that he got traded. It's the fact that he said he was working out and he looked oh, on, Twitter, on Twitter. On Twitter, he got, he got, he got traded. The disrespect. So you could, you could trade the person, but the players... They want to have that respect that at least you tell them to their face. Like, yeah. it was an interview with them. Um, I didn't know it wasn't an interview, but it was the inside the TNT, you know, with Charles Kenny yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and Shaq um, was talking. Inside the NBA. Yeah, Shaq was talking. He was like, listen, the whole him and Kobe situation that happened, Dr. Buss brought him to the office. He was like, Shaq, you did great for us. We won championships together. But, you know, we're going to have to look for it. We have to go in a different direction. We're going to go with the younger guy instead of someone who's closer to 40 than 20. And then Shaq was like, yo, I understood that. But I, I I, appreciate that he actually came to my face and told me this is what's going to happen. I know it's a business, but to, to have the respect that you're going to tell me to my face, is that a third, so I don't have to find it some, by some outside source. That Players want, would rather that than, you know, I'm working on my, I'm on my bike, I'm doing my drills, I pick up my phone, or somebody walks in, I'm watching the TV, or you got traded. Jimmy Butler's in, what, in France with D-Wade and the whole team. He finally he got traded to the, um, the Timberwolves on vacation. DeMarcus Cousins is at the All-Star game in 
New Orleans. Oh, he's they literally whisper in his ear while he's talking to the media. Oh, hey, um, you don't have to get on that flight later on in Sacramento. You're staying in New Orleans. You mm-hmm. just got traded to the Pelicans. And that's the reason why what? the players these days, they taking everything to their own hands. They're like, I'll take this two-year deals with no team option, only the player option, or Carmelo, LeBron, they don't want to waive their no-trade clause because they know, hey, you guys could do whatever you want. I could be, I could say all this today, and then tomorrow, boom. I'm gone. Kyrie, the, before LeBron came, they had the, they had a dinner. They had a dinner. Yo, Kyrie, we're not bringing nobody here. This is your team. Two weeks later, LeBron is back. Yep. And it's like, you just had the dinner with the man, and he was saying he's going to be the face. You're going to get him his pieces, and you bring back LeBron. And it's like, I would understand that, too. Like, you can't tell me something. It's, like, if you want to tell me that, be straight up. Like, yo, we want you to be the future, but we need some help right now. We're going to bring, so we're going to probably bring LeBron back. I'll probably be like, all right, but don't tell me, yo, everything is you, everything is you. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm good. Everything is me. And next thing you know, two weeks later, oh, yeah, we bringing LeBron in. Like, you don't do that. Like, I understand it's a business, but have the respect to at least tell me, like, yo, what's going on? Be real with me. Exactly. That's what anybody ever, really wants. To be, co- to be completely honest, athletes are nothing but pieces on the chessboard. The owners are the kings and the queens. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the role players are pawns. The superstars are pawns that made it to the other side because, you know, you, you could turn into a king. I mean, mm-hmm. you could turn into a queen once you get to the other side. That's all the players are like. You're you literally pieces on the check um on the chessboard. Not to quote, well, I'm kind of quoting um, a line from The Wire, because th- that's exactly what people are. The king remains the king. The owner or the family who owns the team, yo, that that's never going to change. That is never going to change. Mm-hmm. The people, you know, the GM might change from here and there and all that stuff, but the people who control the money. Stuff is gonna change. At the end of the day, is is about turning turning red to black. That's it. That's so that's that's why these days when they people when they make this this big deals, the superstar players they looking to make that no trade clause or the the player option. They don't want to sign the team option type deals. So that's why it is the way it is in the NBA now. Yeah, man. They like, taking the responsibility in their own hands and not letting the destiny be in the hands of others. Imagine all the players that you know from the generation that we grew up on. You know the the '90s and early 2000s um, basketball players who never even seen the money that these players are making now, mm-hmm. and they were so loyal to their friend. Imagine if AI knew how his career was gonna end out in Philly. He would have been. He would have dipped. Yeah. He would have dipped. He would have been like, okay, so if all right, the hypothetical that I always create when um every, when everyone talks about the big three in Miami, I'm like, yo, what if T Mac? Tim Duncan and Kobe got together and was like, all right, cool. Yo, we're going to team up. Yo, fuck, fuck the salary cap. We're going to make this work. And everyone got mad when LeBron did it. Like, yes, it was a bad move, like competition-wise. It was a bad move. But, like, what Jay was saying on 444, financial freedom mm-hmm. and all that stuff, LeBron low-key did that for all these players. He did. And of course, he's the face of the NBA, so he couldn't get blackballed for it like 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 they did Kaepernick. But LeBron shifted the whole free agency market. He shifted it, where now it's not like oh we need to sign one player and that's it. No, you need two, maybe three, mm-hmm. and they control what they want to do because All Star Weekend is coming up next week. 
You think it's just oh, I'm just here to be on my no, fifth you or sixth All Star. All the secret meetings are going down. Yeah, they be like, yeah, all they the want to try to recruit your pull up next going year. Up. Pull your trying and to like, get this trade. Oh, like, it's going something going on right now between the players. Oh, of course, because look, look at um, Magic Johnson. He got he got in trouble for tampering, which he didn't even, he didn't even tamper. Know. He just said that he's gonna be great for the Milwaukee Bucks. Exactly. I'm like, how was that tampering? He so, know, he know way put the Lakers in there. Best believe the All Star game is in LA. You don't think Magic is going to be willing and dealing, sending third parties, sending, like, the players that are, are, are participating? Because we have a few um, of the young guys who's, so, um, who's participating in the rookie he, softball he game, like, yo, dunk Jack, contest. Yo, Jack, yo, Jack Nicholas, go talk to him real quick. Like, you know? Yo, yo, he's going to finesse it where he's like, yo, go see, what, go see where, um, where Paul George's head is at. There's only one half of the season left. Go see where his head is at. Go see where this player is thinking. Oh, is he going to stay with Westbrook? Mm-hmm. Let's go talk to the guys in Houston. Let's see how it's going on there. There's going to be so much tampering going on through third parties during All-Star Weekend because this free agency and next year free agency is going to shift the NBA for the next three, four years. It's going to shift it because we could jump to the Cavaliers now. The Cavaliers, like, they're in disarray right now. I don't trust what's going on right now because I know regular season Cavaliers versus the postseason Mm-hmm. Cavaliers. So all of this, like all like the, the, the sports media, they just love running with a story. Listen, I am not worried about a LeBron-led team in disarray right now. Similar fact that, bro, we've been friends since we were, what, 13 years old? So I've been hating LeBron <laughs> since I was, what, in elementary school when he got drafted? Feel me? So, I literally watched this man his whole career. And you know the hate that I have for LeBron. Not the person, just what he is on the court. Basketball-wise. Basketball-wise, you know. So, I've seen this man take nothing to the finals. The only other person I've seen do that was AI. AI. That's the only person I've seen take nothing to the finals. Only. Of course, you know, they both lost in the finals yeah. when they brought nothing to the finals. But I literally see, saw this man, like, I, like <laughs> I hated Detroit for, for, for what they did to my Lakers. And few, like literally two, three years later, when LeBron was torching them for 60 points, I was, I was loving it. <laughs> I was loving, like, yeah, LeBron, kill these dudes. I hope you lose the next round, but kill these dudes. So I seen what LeBron can do with, with, with what he has. And with the talent he has, Kevin Love is going to come back from his injury in two months. He's probably going to be there right before... Right before the playoffs. Yeah. Right before the playoffs. You, you think they need Kevin Love in the first two rounds of the playoffs? They need Kevin Love in the conference finals. They need Kevin Love in the NBA finals. First two rounds, he's they're facing the bottom of the barrel of yeah, the yeah, the way, if they keep going, they might be the bottom of the barrel. They're not gonna they're not gonna fall that that low. All right, because they're gonna get it together. Tristan Thompson's gonna set um, um I'm still waiting for Kyle Corver. Like what happened? What I, I, don't, happened? I don't know if it's like the way he was playing in Atlanta is it's a different. He's not getting course, the same it's looks. A, it's a different, yeah, it's, it's a different, different play style yeah. than Atlanta because Atlanta he would he was basically doing the Ray Allen running through screens and yep. getting open. They're not really doing this in um in um Cleveland. They they got to be spot up shooters and they spying. And Kyle Kobe he he could be a spot up shooter because that's what he was before he went to Atlanta and um when he was with the the Sixers. But it's just not. I don't know what's going on. 
but somebody made a good point. I forgot who said this, but it was like everybody's kind of shaky right now because it's, it's the all it's the trade deadline. Yeah. So everybody's probably playing bad or play. Somebody has a, a, a whisper <laughs> so, in their ear, so they won't have no trade value. Like yeah. no, he's been playing bad. And then for after the, past the, after the trade, then that's when everybody settled down. Like yo, this is what we got, so we got to make do what we got. And that's when everything builds up. <clears throat> but they like you were saying, he he did kind of make that put put his put his uh, uh, mark in the sand. Like this is what the players should do. Because even going back back in time, Michael Jordan considered one of the best the the best one of the best of the, in the NBA. Um, he was never the highest paid player ever, but he was always the the best player during yeah. his era. So it's like. How you got Jordan, who was who never got paid max money, but you know Charles Barkley was getting max money. Everybody was Clyde Drexler was getting paid max money. Carmelo was getting paid max money, but the best player didn't get paid. I mean, you got to sacrifice if you want all those pieces Ex- around exactly, you. If you want exactly. Grant, so if you want Kuzma there, you want Curry there. He you didn't get he didn't get paid the most. He got blackballed by the owner, but the owner was like, if you're not going to pay you the best, we're going to give you we're going to get you Robin, we're going to get you Oak um Oak I was about to say Oak for Oakley, and we're going to get you um a, we're going to give you the coach, we're going to give you the three point shooter. So he he didn't get paid the most, but he got the pieces that you know help him contribute a lot to winning those championships. But yeah, this day and age, they seeing it now. Like, yo, I don't want to be there chilling or sleeping, and I wake up, I'm getting attacked. So they taking the power into their own hands, which is pretty much what the NFL is trying to do, like uh, right now. But it's kind of hard. They have to wait till the next CB and whatnot. Nah, man. Um, I have no faith in the next NFL CB <laughs> because if you guys can fold for that whole Kaepernick thing and have your fake little coalition and say, okay, we're gonna stop kneeling. Thinking, all right, you then know what it is? This is the it's, reason why you guys, one, you guys why it's going to be destroyed. Because when it's something for everybody else, people are shaky to 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 to, to act up. But when it's considering themselves, best to believe everybody going to be like, nah, if it's for me, um, you forgot I'm going we to almost try to had work. a lockout the same year the NBA had a lockout. We almost had a lockout for NFL too. And players, the thing is, I respect when former players come in, like Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark said that CBA that they signed right before that to prevent a lockout. It benefited the owners. It didn't benefit them. So best believe the next CBA, they better bring in those guaranteed contracts mm-hmm. because there's no way, like, you can get CTE. You can literally be paralyzed like Ryan Shazier. Thank God he's able to, you know, feel some, you know, some some feeling in his legs and his arms now. And but it's like, yo, you're putting you your life on like the line. You're like 10% guarantee. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to give you, yeah, you're going to be the highest played player in this position and blah, blah, blah. But in a year from now, and I like can this, literally remix that whole thing. Yeah, out of out of the $100 million you're getting, only you, you, the 60% is going back to the owners. Like, what do you, it's like, nah, man. So yeah. next, the, the next bargaining. But the thing is, when it comes to negotiation, like, you have to, you, you, like, you, it's give and take. So if they do get that guaranteed contract, they're going to lose something else. Because the owners, the owners don't, like, they're going to want something else. Because I think they're, they've been talking about for years now putting two more games on the schedule. So they might have to put mm-hmm. those two more, like, take away two preseason games so you only have two preseason games and the rest is the rest is regular season. So You know who the NFL players need for the Player Association to go in and negotiate um, 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 with them? <laughs> They're gonna need Jack Donaghy, man. That's the only person that can save them. Oh, All right, Don- Donaghy Estates, man. Look it up. Look it up. Um, any more news you got for us in the, in the um, sports world? No, the only thing I, w- I want to go back to the NFL real quick to the Super Bowl. My last thing about that is that 
Oh, the halftime show was trash? Oh, yeah, 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 I know about that. <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention to the halftime trash. show anyway. Justin Timberlake, but, um, you, your disappointment. I wanted, like, the big question that's going on, like, what do they do with Nick Foles? Oh, they want to trade him like me it's, personally. It's, it's real simple. I, you gotta trade him. Oh no, no 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 no! You don't trade him immediately. Oh you, yeah, you gotta no, 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 give no, 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 no. him because Car- you know Carson Wentz is coming yeah. off of an injury. Carson Wentz is going to you be hold him the whole camp. You do the bullshit. Oh no, it's a quarterback competition. They're gonna fight for it. Season's gonna start. You're gonna choose Carson Wentz. Oh no, but Foles won you the championship. No, we're just letting him dog in preseason. So when the trade deadline comes. When Andrew Luck is injured oh, no, for the fifteenth time, they want to say like, "Yo, it's preseason. Rest your arm. Rest, you know, take the mm-hmm. sideline. Even if it's a even if it's a third game, that's when most of the stories. But yo, you'll get one snap, and we'll bring in the backup. They want to chill him. But I'm saying they're going to trade him because oh, yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz is that franchise quarterback. Most definitely. Now I agree that he was picked up when um. Doug Peterson was there a few years ago before Chip Kelly, and then Chip Kelly drove him out because he wasn't the quarterback that Chip Kelly wanted. But he came back and he did what he had to do. But he's going to get traded. They should trade him because Carson Wentz is the guy for Philadelphia. Oh, where does he go? I mean, okay, you don't trade him within the division. Like you don't send him to. Uh, oh yeah, the, um, he's to not going to go to the I mean, he could he, he could stay in that locker room and just go over to the Jets. That's a possibility because the Jets don't have a quarterback. Why? Oh, well, I can watch. The, Washington has a quarterback now. They have they have Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Um, Jacksonville is an option. Um, Minnesota is an option. Yes, Cincinnati is an option because Andy Dalton's career is dwindling down. You are not the red rifle. You are the red water gun. <laughs> the plastic one for Bo- from Bobby's at that. So no. The, the the red rifle is, is his days are numbered because Marvin Lewis did the um remember that meme like you always sent me the um the Tom and Jerry when he stepping his uh, he stepping his foot in that that was um that that was Marvin Lewis I'm retiring guys everyone was clapping at the end of the season oh he's leaving oh we played hard for him blah blah blah, blah. Nah, I'm back. Uh, I'm lying. I'm coming back for another year. So, yep, exactly. So, best believe him and and Andy Dalton, they'll be, you know they'll they'll soon get their pink slips, and then they'll be out of Cincinnati. So, so, so Cincinnati is an option. Baltimore is also an option because Joe Flacco, he's not a good quarterback. He's just a quarterback who's so happy to win this, so so, so, so happy to win the Super Bowl because Ray Lewis. Had he hit the suit because if Ray Lewis didn't hide the suit, he never would have played in that Super Bowl and helped Joe Flacco win the second, um, win that Super Bowl. Yes, Denver is also an option, but I think if Denver is smart, Denver goes after Kirk Cousins. That's the best option, honestly. I, I would rather Kirk Cousins than Nick Foles. Yes, he won the Super Bowl, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking long run. Like I'll, I'll go with Kirk Cousins. Um, hey, something to the Colts, you get something to the Colts too. Because but um guess what a new report came out today Andrew Luck needs more surgery uh, Andrew Luck Andrew Luck is Mr. Gla- all right Andrew Luck is the Derrick Rose of the NFL he is he is he is um he was 2013 healthy 2014 hmm. 2015. That's, that's, not his, that's not his fault. Kidney no, laceration. They, they had no protection in the, in the front, so. I know. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a given. Like, just, listen. Brissette was getting tagged they, up the whole They season. haven't cared about the, the O-line 
since Jeff Saturday was there. Yeah, yo, the online whisperer left and Peyton Manning. They was like, well, we don't need no online no more. Because, you know, whatever Peyton Manning, when he went to Denver, he was oh, yeah, whispering yeah, in those days yeah, like, yo, yeah, I need to protect O-line. me. Yeah. yeah, so it's like. like you remember, he used to always take him out on steak. Mm-hmm. Some, um, he was the steak dinners for his whole O-line. Yeah, it, would like, just be, it would be Peyton Manning and the whole O-line buying, eating steak, and the bill come on like $15,000. I was like. I mean, he loves his old. I mean, when you're making paying Manning money, what is $15,000? I mean, I mean he, probably, like, he probably wasn't paying it. He was probably telling Papa John's to cover it. <laughs> nah, that's crazy, son. That's crazy. But, like, yeah, man, like, there's going to be a lot of moves being made. Oh, I mean, Arizona. Ah, yeah, they definitely Nick Foles can go to Arizona they because. The quarterback. And that might change um, Larry Fitzgerald because he's still on the bubble of retirement. Or maybe. I know he's he's the surprising person. Like I want to stay. I want to win a championship for this team. But he may be also thinking about going to another team as well, maybe for like a one year deal. Who knows? Another quote from Chappelle show and another quote from Roe. Fuck that. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, you played yourself, bro. You played oh. yourself. I remember, yo, we spoke about this numerous times on the on the podcast, bro. Yo, you had so many opportunities to go to elite teams. You kept reing up with Arizona with no future of a quarterback. None. Your only, literally, you, you, your only shot at a championship was having old-ass Kurt Warner. That was your only chance. And because James Harrison w- w- with the pick six and Santonio Holmes with the, the cleanest tippy-toe tip-tap in Super Bowl history... You didn't get, you didn't win a championship. I mean, I know I know how he feels because there be there's times where the person that's that that year that team is doing terrible and it's later on that line they stay long enough and that team wins a championship. Now it doesn't always happen like that, and it, when it does happen, and you feel for them, you be like, yo, he worked hard, he deserved this. But you know, Fitzgerald was oh, probably thinking about like that. That was so. probably what Mercedes Lewis was thinking when <laughs> when when he was in that AFC championship. He with, probably with the was. And he was he was pretty close, but hey, man. Man, close. Listen, my Patriots was close. They were eight points away, but <laughs> that strip sack fumble was was the ending of all of that. So the NFL is not is is not the game of shoulda woulda coulda. Like if that was the case, then my Patriots would have been nineteen and zero if Eli went down. All right. So the end result is he stayed with Arizona. They haven't done nothing. Yes, you have David Johnson. Yes, you have Adrian Peterson. Yes, you have Larry Fitzgerald. No quarterback. Defense no quarterback. defense went down a whole bunch of notches. The O line is not looking good. Nope. So it's like, hey. So it's like hey, you got Patrick P, Chandler Jones, Honey Badger. Still and, and Honey Badger too. He's so. he's made a glass as well. He's he 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 gets hurt, then he comes back, has a good man. few games, and he gets hurt again. So I don't know, man. It's, it's something. It's just something with them LSU players, man. Odell, step up next year, man. <laughs> step it up. Yo, even though his commercial with Eli had me dying. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl commercials, by far the worst Super Bowl commercials this year. Like, I never... Like, the only one that made me laugh was literally the Odell and Eli one. And coming from a dude who hates the Giants, like, I, I enjoyed that commercial. Like, Eli is a goofball. Like, he's, he's he looks goofy. And he looks so he, mad monotone, but yeah. you, get him in, you get him in these scenarios. It's like, oh yo, snap! Yo, you remember the direct TV commercials with him and <laughs> him and him and Peyton rapping? Oh yo, man, classic commercials, man, classic. But, but yeah, I, this the, year the one, the one I liked, I liked the Tide, the Tide collection, where it was like, yo, is this a Tide commercial? Or is it another commercial? And then you see the dude on the old horse, on the old horse guys on um, horse. He was like, yo, get off my horse. <laughs> that was that, that. Those 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 um. Contribution, um, contribution of um videos yeah. had me had me weak too. 
But yeah, overall, man, Super Bowl was a it was a decent Super Bowl. Did, didn't get the result that I liked. Halftime was trash. Justin Timberlake, go back in the lab. <laughs> no one wants to hear you do crunchy music. Yeah, you, you, you didn't perform none of those songs. But where's Janet? All right? Oh. Where's Janet? All right? Because how come Janet gets banned, but you're the one who popped the titty in the first place? Dang. So you get to stay on? And, and and half of the time, he wasn't even singing. He was just clapping and jumping through the crowd. So, so your background vocals <laughs> were doing all the work. And you had plenty of time to prepare. They they told you since preseason exactly because Jay because Jay Z turned it down. It's like all right, we'll, we'll get the guy that was on suit and tie with Jay Z. Let's get Justin. You had since preseason to, to plan and you know, collab elaborate what you was going to mm-hmm. do. And, hey. Then you do a, a Prince tribute when Prince said that he didn't want to ever be a hologram or be honored like that. And you guys still did it, even though Justin and Prince had beef back in the day. So it's like it was just so much, man. Like. Oh yeah, it was in Minnesota. I forgot. Yeah, it was because in Minnesota. The Vikings wasn't there. It was yeah. in uh, Valhalla with they falling King Odin watching the Super Bowl. That's so crazy. <laughs> what happened, man? On that note, is there anything else that we can add to the podcast uh, this week for episode twenty-four? Oh, Black Panther's coming out. Everybody go yes, see that. Yes, yes. I, I ordered I, my dashiki. I wanted to make it's this statement. In. I've seen, I've seen a few posts. Where there was like the Stan Lee post got me upset the most what when there was Stan like Lee? somebody put a post like, oh, why is this white guy in the video and in, in the movie? And I'm like, I understand you want to be pro-black. I understand you want to be woke or whatever. But I'm like, yo, I you mean, can't make ignorant statements like that. The man. He's a watcher. The man. The man. Help create Black Panther or created Black Panther himself. Yeah. He's been in every Marvel movie. Not even a minute. Ten seconds tops. He says either one word. Exactly. Or one sentence. And y'all really getting mad about that? Because y'all want to be so pro-black. Y'all want everything all-black, everything. I mean, so everything. what about be... Ulysses Claw? He's he's in the movie. Exactly. And I, um, I see, the dude I'm from like, The, the Hobbit. The people play, he, he, the he's people, in the movie. The people who make these things, like, they just, they, they want to be pro-black, but they ignorant at the same time. In a movie called Black Panther, <laughs> there's another movie called Infinity War that stars Black Panther. There's a character named Black Widow, and she's white. So what are y'all upset about? Like, like, shut up. And then the other one I saw, there was like, yo, white people don't go see Black Panther. So Black Panther, like, no, don't. And and I was like, mm. why? Why is why Listen, do you have to do all that? I'll tell Everybody you this: go see the damn movie. The majority of people who's talking like that are not even Marvel or superhero yeah. fans. They just they, they just want to see it because it's all black everything. Yeah, so it's like so you might want to check your ego and your black card at I'm the not, door. I'm not, I'm not con- because you know, you know putting you down for being pro black, but be yeah, pro black, but know me? what you know what you talking about. Exactly. Exactly. You sound ignorant. Yeah, you sound real ignorant when you're making comments like that. But yes, best believe. Um, February sixteenth, um, we will have our dashikis. <laughs> um, I asked, you know, my dad to order some drums from the motherland, <laughs> and um, we will be chanting. Oh man! In the movie theaters, I, I, um, even they even had chanting. Um, because you know Kendrick Lamar. Is oh, you yes, know doing the, the um making the album the soundtrack. He has a song called "Pray for Me" with the weekend. And at the end, they doing some African. I was like, oh, so because it's Black Panther, we doing that now. But I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, I was kind of offended at first, and I'm like, I right, whatever. Did you see his video that he dropped on like early in the week. Yeah, I see. He had the Panthers walking yeah. in the first. I was like, oh yes. Yo, honestly, yo, like this movie is going to break. Records. Oh, everybody broke records. Oh, yeah, the, the pre-sales. Yeah, the pre-sales already broke records. But I'm like, but here's the thing. This is one of those movies where, um, all right, I, I'm, this, this is going to be like our third 
<laughs> Chappelle reference, well, third or fourth Chappelle reference of um of this episode. Of course, we you know we're big Chappelle fans, but like you remember when Chappelle was sitting like like doing the whole um trial thing mm-hmm. when they kept asking from case to case. Then when they got to O.J. Simpson, he was like, "Yo, my blackness will not permit me <laughs> to answer this question." Like, listen, my blackness will not permit me to not purchase tickets to see this movie. A minimum of three times. So I will be seeing this movie three times. I will be contributing to at least six tickets because it's going to be three times. Of course, you know, you're going to have to pay for both tickets. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm contribute to at least six ticket sales to see Black Panther three times because, you know, my blackness doesn't permit me to see it less than three times because we're trying to break records here. And... I'm pretty sure that um oh before we even before we even go on a tangent to end the podcast I know you probably didn't watch the show yet but speaking of black superheroes black lightning black <laughs> lightning my dude like watch it I'm I'm going to have to give it, it a look up I'm going to have to give it a look like, up like um oh shameless plug it's on Plex. Like, literally, you know it's real if I'm putting it on my Plex. I don't know what Plex is, man. Just, oh, you don't know what Plex is, standard, right? You, you know. know it's real if I... If it, if, if it's in my Plex library, you know it's real. I don't. I just don't put anything in my library. This is my personal library. I could go to apps and find these things. I'm putting it in my personal library okay, for okay. a reason. Right. Black Lightning, like... Black Panther? We got Black Panther. But on the DC side, we got Black Lightning. Like, and the, and the thing is, um, I don't know if you've seen the, the show Luke Cage. It has, like, a Luke Cage vibe. So you can tell that they saw the the formula that Marvel went and Netflix went with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take elements of that, and I see it. And I don't consider it biting because it's a successful format. So in my in my opinion... Like, they did a good job, like, not mimicking, but taking some things from Black Panther. No, I'm, I'm still stuck on this Black, Black Panther Lightning. thing. From, from, from Luke Cage and oh. just the tone of how the characters are, the music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is very Luke Cage-ish, but they did it in the right way where it's not a complete ripoff. So Black Lightning, this is going to be a show where, like, unfortunately, I wish this was a show that came out, like, two years ago and I slept on it. I could just binge watch because, yo, what, Tuesday, the episode, what, four came out? And, what, we're recording on a Wednesday? Yo, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get home to watch <laughs> episode four. Like, the show Every is crazy. Has, has you wanting more. Yo, like, and the thing is, the reason why I say they draw similarities to um, Luke Cage, I don't want to give away any spoilers because you haven't seen the show yet. But... Like, the way people felt about the character Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, there's a similar character who's the nemesis of Black Lightning where they modeled it kind of the same way where, like, yo, you have to fear this man. Like, this man, he, he's going to get stuff done. So he's going to be a problem for Black Lightning. So it's like you have to be... Like, you're pretty much at the edge of your seat because episode one, they're, they're wild. And Luke Cage is the same thing. Like, like go back to another Chappelle reference. Chappelle knew that his show was going to be a controversial show. So he said, you know what? 
I have to show you the worst thing that I can possibly do, episode one. Because if you accept that, you'll accept all the nonsense that I mm-hmm. give you afterwards. So that's why it's the first episode, the first season, episode one, Chappelle show, he gave you the blind white, um, the black white supremacist. He said, yo, if, if you can accept this as comedy, oh, then everything else I have is going to be a cakewalk. Luke Cage did the same thing. First episode, wildin'. Black Lightning, first episode. Wallin'. Wallin'. Oh, no, I've been retired for a few years. No, dude, you're going to unretire because it's going down episode one. So when you get a chance, watch Black Lightning. You would have thought that CW paid me. (laughs) And I I don't watch Arrow. Are you getting lucrative endorsement deals right now? (laughs) Exactly. Man, you know our podcast don't have any sponsors. The only sponsor we have... All these liquor bottles that we have over here. Oh, boy. You know, because, you know, we have the the resident alcohol enthusiast. I don't dabble in alcohol. I gave up that in my past life. What is is alcohol? um, I I don't even know what that is, bro. I mean, I I don't want to give free promo to some of these brands, but I see see a lot of, you know, expensive stuff here. Very, very expensive. I'm I'm a broke man. I never drink a a sip of alcohol in my life. That's crazy, man. But, yo... It's episode 24. You know, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the interview with Kobe and Shaq during All-Star Weekend. They're going to have their sit-down just like Magic Johnson and um, Isaiah Thomas. They're going to, you know, hash out their grievances. So I really want to see that because, of course, you know, Shaq and Kobe are my two favorite players of all time when it comes Mm -hmm. to the NBA. Um, That's the greatest one-two punch of all time. And I would love to see what they both have to say. And, um... Looking forward to that, man. This is episode 24. Ro, you got any last words before we go? No, not at all. Just thank everybody for listening and tuning in. And we'll be back until next time. All right, man. Until next time, episode 24 of the JR Roll Podcast. We out. Later.